Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friends since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. <laughs> Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no. The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser with the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters. Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power. Yeah, hello. Uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, yeah. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound is episode 448. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I am Brian Breaker. Joining me as always, the one and only Big Underscore Bane. What's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. Well, Saturday afternoon recording sesh, yep. as it were. Yep. We've got a big wrestling weekend, as as we were talking about before we started recording, man. Lots of wrestling happening. Some of it happening while we speak. Almost too much wrestling, don't you think? Yeah, but I mean, I'm only going to watch one of them, you know, the one that I already have a subscription to. Just the Peacock one? Yeah. See, I, I don't know. Like, there's something about AEW that hypes me up more for wrestling than WWE does. Even still. I don't I know. I can't get behind it. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. Just something about that it. A $50 I, price tag. I mean. I get it. It's expensive. But there's something about a pay-per-view over a premium live event. Just Yeah, the name sounds a hell of a lot better. Yeah. But, like, you know, that $50 is, is a lot. It's a lot of money. And they, they don't really provide much to uh, make me want to pay. $50. Oh, that's a good point. I mean, the thing the thing is the whole pay-per-view market has changed mm-hmm. over the last, well, I guess since the network launched, right? I mean, yeah. that was what we were all used to was just pay-per-view, pay-per-view, pay-per-view. Now it's... And I back when WWE was strictly pay-per-views, I got one, maybe two a year. Right. I don't know who could get all of them, though. Yeah. I mean, unless you just had fuck money, you know? Like, uh, what's his face? Like Virgil? Yeah. Unless you had that Virgil fuck money, going to Olive Garden, buying pay-per-views. Meat sauce mafias? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't follow him. I just remember fuck money. I know, I know he's sick right now, so I feel bad. But, yeah, I mean. Is he sick? Oh, yeah. He's in bad shape, I that guess. That sucks. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, like, pay-per-views also always gone up in price, which I don't. I remember back in the day it being like 20 bucks. Of course, I know, like, things are more expensive. Was it 20 now. bucks back then? Back in the 80s. Yeah. A lot of you people. remember the 80s? I don't remember shit about the 80s. Because you wouldn't pay attention to anything. I was three. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm a wrestling historian, man. I go back and I look at shit. No, back back in the day, it was about 80. Then it's, or I'm sorry, in the 80s, it was about 20. Yeah. Shot up to about 30. That was also when gas was under a dollar. Sure. Yeah. Um, Shot up to about 30, which was pretty much what we saw in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And if I remember right, the very first one that was 35 was WrestleMania 15. I feel like I remember the $35 price tag. And I remember it was like, I wonder why it's more. Yeah. Yeah. Just to see if you pay it, I think. Yeah. And I think that's why everything goes up in price. Sure. See what your stopping point is. Action figures yep. is a prime example of yep. that. There's no reason for it to be 23 instead of 20. Was there ever a reason I needed to be 20 over 10? Yeah. I mean, I mean they, they. I feel like they justified it with all the moving parts and the accessories and things like that. But sure, like, but in the, like I always hear stories like, "Oh yeah, like that's the cheapest we can do it." It's like this is a multi-million-dollar company. Yeah. It's not the cheapest you can do it. Yeah. I mean, I understand business when, has to profit. I get it. Not right? when the CEO is a multi-millionaire, right? Yeah. Like I understand profits and stuff, but it's like seriously. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's a big thing. Is like we know it's expensive and we are willing to pay it. Yep. Or 
some are, and that's what happens. And like they just keep raising the price. Yeah. And I think they look at other companies like Super 7 and NECA. We're going to get into that in a little bit of being way more expensive. And are people willing to spend that much money on that particular item? Yep. I know I'm not. Right. And and a lot of people aren't. And that's the thing is like, I think sometimes the toys are one of the safest bets in the world if, if the popularity is there because you can usually sell this stuff for... Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the heels and faces figures when those came out. Dino Bravo was going for two hundred dollars all day on eBay, which on is eBay, wild. Which is wild, forty dollar investment. So, yeah, you can make a lot of your money back if you're willing to do it, but that's also the risk. Yep. Um, we got a lot of wrestling talk this week. We got a little bit of toy talk. Oh, one thing I want to bring up, I didn't even make a note of this, but I thought it'd be fun conversation. Will Osprey apparently. Uh, Someone pointed out how many five star matches he's had this year. Yeah, did you see this? Oh yeah, I and, saw it. And Kevin Nash gets on there's like, yeah, what are his merch sales like? Yep. Will Osprey chimes back in. Did you tell you tear your quads right in this tweet? And and then it got this whole thing about five star matches making money. Everyone's an expert. What you? What was your whole takeaway from this? This uh, is an outsider looking in. I mean, Kevin Nash is right. I feel like five like the stars are for the marks for the fans. Isn't it also too like? Here's how I look at it. If an actor wins an Oscar for a movie that doesn't make any money. Right. Is that a, is that a success? No, I'd be like, yeah, this trophy's nice, but damn, it'd be nice if I would have, you know, been able to pay my house off. Is The Rock making more money right now making Baywatch and yes. Rampage and yes. Kong and all that other shit? Absolutely he is. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I tweeted about this, uh, you know, to quote DJ Quick, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Sure, 100%. You, you got to day, that's what any business is. You got to make money, you know, otherwise your five stars don't mean dick. And, I mean, not to say that Will Ospreay ain't making money. I'm sure he is. But I, I bet he ain't making Kenny Omega money. No. And so well, probably wasn't making Kevin Nash money. They definitely wasn't making CM Punk money, John Cena money. He ain't making that kind of money. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like the measures of success differ, but I feel like for me, I would side with the guy who makes the most money. Like they're more successful. Well, then in that case, Hulk Hogan's the most successful wrestler of all time. Absolutely. Right. I mean, and I don't think that, anybody would argue that. But that's the argument because people are like, ah, oh, Hulk Hogan's not the best. He's not the best, but, but he is the, the most, most successful. Because he is, he yes. was the parameter for what a pro wrestler was. Yes. For, what, 30 years? Yeah. Maybe until John Cena, honestly, or Stone Cold. Yeah. Like, that's who it was because the money. And yes. at the end of the day, if you're not selling selling arenas, selling tickets, selling merchandise, all that stuff, it doesn't matter. Right. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think that's an interesting, it's an interesting thing because also in pro wrestling, there's no parameter of like what makes someone good other than opinion yeah like someone could tell you could get right now and say barry horowitz is the best wrestler of all time yeah barry horowitz if you ever hear him talk very sharp guy sure and people ask him like well, what do you feel like you'd be in a jobber because i'm not a jobber um i am hired to get guys over yeah that is a job that is a needed job mm-hmm. and i'm like he's right though yes like you need a qualified guy steve lombardi's another one iron mike sharp those guys that were carpenters that helped get your stars over yeah they were trusted in that role and that's why they had it yeah there's there's a reason you need people like that so is he well when we say the term jobber sometimes we think of like just a shit worker and yeah there are several like that of course barry horowitz was not one of those no right so i mean i think i think of like current guys like i feel like uh, drew gulak is somebody sure who like constantly does the quote-unquote job but he's a phenomenal worker right but he's also maybe a little undersized for what wrestling standards are for the most part but he's there to get guys over yes you know and a lot of people are that way he slater was that yeah but that doesn't mean he slater's a bad worker no he was there to get guys over and he was highly entertaining as was i felt like barry horowitz barry yeah. horowitz was a highly entertaining guy with the whole pat on the back gimmick I mean, absolutely just great oh yeah and but. and he got a little bit of a run in wwe from like mm-hmm. 95 96 like he was Kind of doing a little bit and was in WCW and was doing things. But, yeah, exactly. It's one of those things where you can have this argument all day long, but, I mean, Kevin Nash will forever be on the autograph circuit, right? Absolutely. People will always go to pay to see Kevin Nash. Yeah. There'll be a Kevin Nash action figure every few months. Yep. He'll be everywhere. And Will Ospreay, and that's not a knock on his work, but he's not at that level. No, because I mean, if you you talk to any wrestling fan, do they even know who he is? Right. I don't know. I just I've always found that to be such an interesting argument. I guess I feel like with him, you have to be a New Japan Pro Wrestling fan to know who Will Ospreay is. 
And I mean, now maybe an AEW fan, but like. But even then, like if you're the diehard AEW that doesn't watch New Japan. Right. It's just this guy you've seen a few times. Right. Maybe four or five, maybe. Not, yeah. Not a lot. Who talks a big game, but you know, you don't really know much about him. So, yeah, that's, that's the way I feel about it. I'm 100% on uh, uh, Kevin Nash's side here. Yeah. I mean. And Nash is a smart dude. So he's definitely, I think he's one of the most business savvy guys. Yeah. I, I, I do put a lot of stock in what he says because 90% of the time he's right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. Um, well, we got some wrestling talk, which we've already dove into a little bit, but uh, what do you say? We officially dive into it. Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Big underscore Bane. We uh, we already mentioned at the top of the show, big wrestling weekend. We've got WWE's Clash of the Castle, which is actually right happening right now. Again, because of UK time zone, it's actually happening in like the afternoon. Yeah. That's kind of a cool thing. We haven't seen this in a while, obviously, because of overseas travel and such. But yeah, that's kind of a cool idea, right? Yeah, which I mean, I, I'll still watch it in the evening, you know, yeah. this evening. But like, you know, if we weren't doing the podcast, I would have been able to watch it during the day and still have the whole evening. You know, yeah. I, I think stuff like that's cool. A little matinee for us. I think it is cool. And um, I do plan to check it out. This is kind of one of like the second, I guess, pay-per-view under the Triple H regime. So six matches scheduled for that pay-per-view. So that's that's an interesting one because um, All Out has fifteen. Yes, uh, you are not a multi beat like a multiple. How do I say it? a multiple match on a show kind of guy? Seven to me is the sweet spot. Yeah, you know, um, you can. I feel like you can have eight to ten, but I feel like you know. I see. I've always thought eight was the sweet spot. Yeah, I, I always felt like seven was, but like you know, you can have eight to ten, but seven like, competitive, maybe one kind of gimmicky match. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like three of the eight to the tens are gonna have to be shorter, quick matches. So like, I feel like those should be held out for the bigger pay per views. The seven number should probably be like the go to. The fact that this is six lets you know that all of them are gonna be bangers. No, that's true. You know, and yeah. so it's it's pretty like all of them are going to be meaningful. Like they're it's going to be good shit. So I'm excited about it. So AEW having I think four on the pre show mm-hmm. and then eleven on the main card. Last I checked, anyway. Yeah, which all outs the WrestleMania. So you know, whatever. Yeah, I get it. Um, but that's kind of been a trend we've seen with a lot of matches. Here's our perspectives are different on this because I I actually don't disagree with that idea simply because I feel like if you eliminate matches a lot of these people aren't going to be on the card. Sure. Right. right? Like, so right away, like are the acclaim getting a tag title match on a pay-per-view? If you mm-hmm. probably not, is the TBS title going to be defended? Probably not. That's probably the first two that are scrapped. Right. And it's not a knock on any of them. It's just, that feels like that doesn't have as much hype. Like you're not taking Daniel and Jericho off. Right. You're not taking punk and Moxley off. You're going to keep the big ladder match. Like, mm-hmm. but there's certain matches that are going to get, is the casino battle royal on there? This casino, it's a casino ladder match, an eight man ladder match. Okay, they should have done the battle royal though. No, well, yeah, they could have. I mean, because that right there would have solved the problem of having way too many matches. Sure, and, and maybe that's the thing is they don't like retire doing a battle royal every pay per view. Right. I, I mean, the casino ladder match does have a unnamed opponent in there, so that could be a surprise of sorts. But didn't didn't the battle royal do that too? Because the Joker was always unnamed. Yep. So I mean, I'm... yeah, I mean, it, it is a way to get guys on the card. I mean, I don't. I don't. I think with Tony Khan, his probably thinking is like I need to change it up a little bit and do things differently. And but having multi man because there's there's like three six man tags on the show. Yeah. But like one is Sting, Darby Allen, and Miro against House of Black. That sounds kind of fun to me. That is going to be a fun match. Yeah. FTR and Wardlow against Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Which that's a whole other thing. You have all these guys and you bring in a team from Impact. Yeah. Like that doesn't seem necessary. No. Um, and then of course the, the trio's tag title, they're, they're, uh, crowning with dark order and the elite, which I hope dark order wins. I, I really do too. And the I reason, know they're not going to, but I hope they do. I just think they should be the first champions. I think that'd be great. Like they don't have to hold them long, but why well, not? Well, cause I, if I never held titles, the, the bucks held the, they were the first tag team champions, right? No, that was SCU. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, but still like bucks have already had the tag team titles like twice. Yeah. Like let, let somebody else take care of it. Well, I think the Dark Order is kind of that group that just doesn't get any. Since Brody passed, that they haven't really got any like footing. 
Yeah, oh, I yeah. mean, they're just kind of there, mm-hmm. and which I think Hangman is filling in, right? He's gonna yeah, be part of it. He's 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 coming in because one of them is injured, which I don't know if that's legit or if they're just putting Hangman in there to get him on the on the show. Yeah, probably that. But why not? You know, throw which, him in that spot. Him being there might give them the win anyway. Yeah, I think it should. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, uh, I'd like to see the acclaim win the tag titles. I feel like they've really upped their game. Yeah. Who who are they up against? Uh, Swerve and our glory, Keith uh, Lee and Swerve right. Strickland. That's right. Which is, I like both of those guys, but I'm just like, that is such a thrown together team. Like, it just. Yeah, which I'm sure they're buds. I'm know? sure they are, but it just doesn't feel like, it just feels like, ugh. Both of those to guys, me. to me, have always felt like singles competitors. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. To me, it's like when they would pair up, like, Austin and Shawn Michaels as the tag champions. And it's yeah. like, okay, I get it, but, like, they're not long term. They're not a long-term tag team. Like then awesome Triple H's two-man power trip. Yeah, it just it just it seems icky to me. It's like, yeah. give me, give me someone else. Um, yep. But overall, it seems like a pretty good, pretty good card. Uh, Clash of the Castle though also seems like a good card. Yeah. So there's also going to be uh, what is it when worlds collide? Is that yeah, it's NXT Worlds Collide. Yep. And they they put a lot of hype on this show. And I think, and they normally don't with Worlds Collide. Um, normally, it's just a kind of a one-off deal. But like this one, because uh, they're, they're unifying the brands, yeah, uh, NXT and NXT UK. So, and this is like NXT UK's last hurrah, right? Yeah, and that's so basically going to be NXT Europe. Yes, next year. And so uh, it's going to be, if I remember right, it's going to be like all the champions versus each other and winner take all type of scenario. So like we're going to have um, uh, Braun Breaker up against. Uh, Tyler Bate for the unified NXT championship, which I, I think that match itself is going to be pretty fun because Tyler Bate's so damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but they put a lot of hype on it. Like Tommaso Ciampa showed up on NXT. Ricochet showed up on NXT. Finn Balor showed up on NXT to kind of hype these guys up. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of the women did too. I think I saw Natalia um, talking to Manny Rose. Shannon Baszler was talking to Manny Rose. So they put a lot of hype behind this, so I think they're wanting it to make have a bigger fight feel, which I think will be fun. Uh, and and I think this would be a fun pay per view if if they actually turned it into like Worlds Collide, where it's like Raw and SmackDown and NXT, you know, like a like a full on WWE thing. I think well, that would be fun if they want it to be like NXT Europe and then eventually NXT Mexico, NXT so Japan. Just keep it that way. But. That maybe, but I'm looking at the card right here. Like we're gonna have a triple threat to unify the. NXT Women's Championship with uh, Blair Davenport, Mako Setamora, and Mandy Rose. I do not know who Ma- Blair Davenport is. I believe I could be wrong. Is she not the NXT UK Women's Champion? I have no idea. Or is that the other chick? I think I, I thought Mako Setamora was. Maybe she is. I haven't watched UK in so long. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what's going on with that show. The wi- NXT Women's Tag Titles are on the line. Katana Chance and Caden Carter versus Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. You know, I'm surprised that that's still happening, the NXT Women's Tag Team, because they've been talking about the WWE Tag Team Championship, how it can be defended anywhere. Right, so why do they need one? Right. Other than just because? Yeah. Uh, four-way uh, for the uh, to unify the NXT and NXT UK Tag Titles. The Creed Brothers versus Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs versus Gallus. Versus pretty deadly. I'll tell you, the most depressing thing about all this is that the NXT tag te- UK tag team titles are going to go away. See, because the belt looks great. The belts right? are so beautiful. I bet we get new belts here. I bet we do too. But um, then Car- Carmella Carmelo Hayes against Ricochet for the NXT North American Championship. Oh, that's cool. So getting a little bit of main roster action again. Five match card, kind of pretty standard issue for. Uh, NXT. I personally think NXT should do events like this as opposed to everything being a takeover. Yes. I think that was cool early on, but I felt like that's worn its welcome out and it's time to get, you know, if you're going to do four or five big shows a year mm-hmm. as, you know, quote unquote premium live events, yeah, like call them something different. Well, I, I, I do Worlds Collide maybe every year at this time. Yeah. And I think takeover could still stick around, but have that be your WrestleMania, mm-hmm. you know, like just do it once a year. Yeah. And make Halloween Havoc. A, yeah. Uh, a, you know, of an event. I know they're doing that again this year, which is awesome. I love that, but make it a make it an, a, its own event. I kind of hope Triple H just brings Halloween Havoc up to the main roster, though. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, I need me some Halloween Havoc. Yeah, I, I, I think that'd be great. I, I hope he does. I think it'd be really cool. Um, so Clash of the Castle all out, both happening. Worlds Clyde all all happening. It's gonna be a big weekend for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, interesting news: Braun Strowman's name's brought up. Apparently, 
there's rumor that he may be showing up as early as Monday on Raw. Now, here's... Braun Strowman's not made a lot of friends, I think, with some of the things he said over the years. Yeah. Um, but the guy's a WWE guy, right? Of course. Like, he doesn't fit anywhere else. Yep. This only makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... There's I, a lot of equity there already. Yeah, and he's got a lot of history there. I, I found it weird that they released him in the first place, considering yeah. he's a former, like, heavyweight champion. Um uh, that that in itself seemed a little unprecedented to me, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know, I don't know how he's going to fit in in the new WWE. That's hard to say. But you know, I mean, I think he fits in there better than he does AEW. Yeah, well, I mean, like you can't see. I mean, I know that he was kind of doing his own thing with the CYN, which is fine, but that didn't ever seem too big to me. So, yeah. like, I don't see him showing up on NWA or MLW. It's just it, it. He's kind of WWE or nothing. Yeah. That or maybe like New Japan. That would be like the only place he could probably really go for some him special in, matches. Him in New Japan would be fun, actually. Yeah, maybe, but maybe that's not his jam. Right. You know, like he seems more like a WWE guy sure. to me. And so I think this is the best move. Another WWE guy that um, who knows what's going to happen here. Velveteen Dream apparently has been making some uh, tweets about wanting to return to the company. He's been relatively out of the news for probably a year now. Mm-hmm. He, uh, in case anyone doesn't know, there was a lot of um, a lot of negative on his name. Yep. Uh, some allegations thrown out that initially were kind of ignored, and then more kept happening and kept happening, and then he kind of admitted to some stuff and said, "Oh, well, that's not true." But this, you know, I don't know. I don't know the whole specifics, but basically, some uh, pretty nasty stuff was said yep. about this guy. Just leave it at that, I guess. And eventually, WWE cut ties, which. He was one where I was like, man, I'm really surprised it took them that long to be like, yeah, this guy's out of here. Yeah. Unless they really just were hoping to get, make it happen. I don't know. I mean, that guy had such a promising future, though. I get it. I get it. And so I think it's one of those things as a company, you're like, damn, (laughs) that sucks. But but why, if you have have such a promising future, why risk it for something that, like, you know. Young and dumb. Yeah, I guess. Just stupid. Um, So... Who knows in the world of pro wrestling or the world of WWE, anything can happen. Right. But I, I don't I don't want to see him back. I don't either. I don't think that will happen. Yeah. I mean, the things the things that he did was pretty gross. You know what I mean? That would be hard to wipe clean. Yeah. On maybe. any level, especially a company that, despite what anyone thinks, is geared towards children. Yes. Like, you just know that's not going to happen. So. Yeah. Got to keep the kiddos safe. Yeah. I don't. I don't. He doesn't need to be there. Yeah. You know. Right off into the sunset, do your own thing, but not in, not in WWE. Yeah. But then to put that exclamation point on, like, stupidity, he gets caught and arrested with drug paraphernalia. Yeah. So, I mean, if there was a chance before, there certainly isn't now. Oh, no, definitely not. I mean, like, when are we going to see the dark side of the ring on this guy, right? I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that's something that they uh, ought to bring back, you know, just for him. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's it's kind of sad because again, like you know, I was a huge fan of that guy in NXT. You know what I mean? Like when he was really popping up and doing his thing, like I was a big fan of that guy. I thought he was great. Uh, but then, you know, the shit started coming out, and then it was just like, oh, God. well, and then it seemed obvious, and then it's like, well, they're not doing anything. Maybe not. Yeah. And then it just. But then you kind of started seeing like he didn't really show up very much, and then when he did, he was getting the shit kicked out of him, and it's like, okay, yeah, he's on his way out. Yeah. Really weird thing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just, it's kind of like a Joey Ryan thing where it's like, maybe you just need to like try to leave this aspect of the business behind you. Yeah. And the fact that maybe your real name's not super associated with this. Luckily, you know, it's, you know, like I, I even heard, I don't know if we talked about this or not, but when that picture surfaced of Joey Ryan at Disneyland, Mm -hmm. apparently Disneyland didn't know because they, Googled his real name, sure, and nothing popped up because they didn't. I don't know this guy's name's Joey Ryan. They probably don't even know he's a wrestler, yeah. right? Because it's independent stuff, right? Yeah, he's probably like, I'm an actor. I do acting. Okay, Joey Meehan or whatever his name is. Yeah, nothing comes up, and then of course that picture surfaces and it's a shitstorm. And so, yeah, the thing is with Dream, I mean, it's it's one of those things that sucks because what do you do, right? Career wise, but probably shouldn't be happening in wrestling. Yeah, and I mean. It just like don't be gross, people. You know yeah. your 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 shit will be fine if you just don't be gross. I mean, it's not that it's not that difficult. It's right? not. 
It's not that hard to not be a pervert. Yeah. Like don't don't DM little boys, you know, don't sexually assault people. It's pretty simple. Yeah. This is a little off. I mean, not off topic, unfortunately, but this is something I see. Do you see that on TikTok a lot where they 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 entrap guys and then confront them? I've seen that a couple times. I see it happen quite a bit, and it's just yeah. disturbing, man. Yeah. it really. I mean, it really is. I've seen one that was like a youth pastor. Yeah. Um, one was a teacher. Yeah, and I've, I've seen one where it was like basically kind of like your picture-perfect image of one of these type of guys would be. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, and it's weird. Some of them will be like, well, no, I didn't, I didn't mean anything by it. It wasn't like that. It's like, well, didn't you say this? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we were just kind of just joking. He's 14 year old kid. You joke like that with 14 year olds. Oh no, no. Uh -uh. Yeah. You know, this is wrong, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. And like, why are you here? Yeah. Well, we were, we were just friends. It's it's just, it's disturbing, man. It's messed up. It's super messed up. Not a fan, not a fan at all. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, so I don't see Velveteen Dream showing up anywhere anytime soon, but Hell knows. Yeah. Bobby Fish made some news, did a podcast, and kind of talked about maybe not being the happiest in, in AEW. Mm-hmm. Also, I guess, put out there that he would go to war for Triple H. Hell yeah. He's a guy I wouldn't want to be up against in a war. No. And uh, shortly thereafter, Bobby Fish is out of AEW. Yeah. Apparently, he only signed a one-year deal. And it wasn't that he was released. His deal was just not renewed. So, yeah. My assumption is they probably signed him just to complete the original Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. Cole and O'Reilly, from my understanding, have both signed five-year deals. Both are on the shelf. Actually, uh, Kyle O'Reilly's having neck surgery, apparently. Oh, damn. I didn't realize he was hurt that bad. I just knew he hadn't been there in a little bit. but Yeah. So, unfortunately, pretty banged up. I wonder how contracts work in the sense of if you get injured, does that extend your contract they, to when you're eligible again? They're eligible to freeze it. Okay. My understanding. So they so the contract could get frozen until you're back so in action. You're still paid, but I if I if my understanding is let's say you signed a deal and you have twenty three months left, mm-hmm. you get hurt, you come back six months later, you still have twenty three months left. So it's it's just it's only You'll probably be paid for that time, but right. you, it'll be frozen in the sense of I mean, I guess Which it that, probably benefits who writes the contract. So if they want to release you early, they probably could. Yeah. But if they don't, they don't so that, I mean, it makes sense, but at the same time, like that kind of sucks. Because I, I actually had heard that uh, WWE could have frozen Candice LeRae's contract after her birth, oh. the birth of her child, because she was out of action for however long. Yeah, I don't think they did though, and I honestly think she'll show back up, and I think she should. I think she's a great talent if she yeah. if she wants to. You know, yeah. with Gargano back, I don't see why she wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, maybe she won't be as active anymore, but you yeah. know. I mean, Becky Lynch is doing it. Seth Rollins. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's it's not impossible. Speaking of that, we I didn't even write this down. What did you think about the Seth Rollins Matt Riddle program? Oof, loved it. It was good, right? It was really good. I mean, it was felt real. It's the first time we've ever seen Matt Riddle really get pissed off. See, and Matt Riddle's such a. I mean, he's a legit bad dude, uh-huh. right? And I think maybe if you're a wrestling fan, but not a MMA fan, you may not know that. Yeah, but he's he's as legit as they come. He, yeah, and I think that's why he's the type of guy that can get away with painting his fingernails every week, and you know what I mean, and not and, really and dancing and yeah, kicking his slides because yeah, you know at the end of the day that dude can kick the shit out of you, right? Yeah, and and so to see him actually get pissed was like, again, well, I, I said all the time personal issues. That's what sells pay per view, right? Yes. So you, you know that these guys are like, oh, they have a personal issue. Let's see them fight. Yeah, I I like the little pull apart they did in the parking lot where it didn't even look like it was shot footage. It was like yeah. I mean, to like me, like cell that. Phone. Yeah, that looks yeah. great. I, I'm more. I wish more stuff like that would happen. Yeah, like I loved back in the day when the NWO brought their own video camera. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, why would a camera crew be following you to vandalize a car? Right, makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I dig it, man. I hope more stuff like that happens. I think you know because uh, Riddle gets compared to RVD a lot, obviously for sure. obvious reasons. But one thing I always felt like RVD was lacking was his ability to get super pissed off. You know, like he was just always kind of like chill, chill, and. And that's one thing I kind of was halfway expecting with Riddle is like he was just going to be that chill guy. But then seeing that, it was like, okay, he can he can flip that switch if he needs to. I heard RVD actually had some heat with some of the guys in WWE because of that. Yeah. Because they used to try to get him pissed. Yeah. And he, it used to like, he'd be like, they would say shit to be like, he'd be like, wow, now I'm like, I'm not pissed, like storyline pissed. I, I'm actually going to like kick your face off. Right. Because I guess... Bruce Pritchard, and I don't know the, the specifics of it, but he was feuding with Jericho, and they wanted him to be pissed about something. And Bruce was like, just imagine that he, you know, slept with your wife. 
Mm-hmm. And he just, I, I was like, I can't believe you just said that to me type of thing. Yeah. Which knowing, I don't know RVD personally, but hearing him talk, it's like, that's not RVD. Like right. RV, RVD is a, you know, he's a one of a kind, legit, I mean, he's a one of a kind athlete. I mean, he, there's no one like him. Yeah. So, but I could see like him taking that totally the wrong way too. Right. Absolutely. Cause they're trying to get some emotion out of him. Yeah. But at the same time, was RVD a guy that really needed that emotion? Because he was so over, right? Well, that's what I was going to say. I, at the same time, like I think it might even be more intimidating if a guy never gets super pissed off. Yeah. I think of Jake the Snake, you know what I mean? Like That guy never really got like super angry in his promos. He was always quiet. He was always calm. But it was kind of scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But. Well, yeah. I mean, because he... Jake also, like, I loved when he turned heel and his music was Trust Me. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Trust me. Like, I'm, a, I'm a good guy. Trust you're, me. You're carrying a snake to the ring, fella. Yeah. Right. I ain't trusted anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's, I think it's great stuff. But uh, Bobby Fish, you think he shows back up in WWE at this point? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I hope so. I, I love Bobby Fish. I think he's great. I, I hope he shows back up. Um, I, I'd love to see eventually the Undisputed Era completely show up. There, I know we got another five years. Well, four, four, yeah, but you know I what guess, I mean. Like, yeah, that's and, a ways. And yeah. I don't know how long Bobby Fish has got left in him as far as like wrestling, because I know he is getting a little bit older. I, I'm kind of well. I mean, me personally, I think Bobby Fish would be a great coach or trainer, absolutely, or, or a producer. So, absolutely. I mean, be able to teach people how to kick. Apparently, <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> have you seen all that with him and Punk? Uh, he, he's constantly talking shit about Punk's kick. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, on Twitter. Oh, I haven't noticed yeah. that. Oh, the yeah. one where he hurt his leg, supposedly? Yeah. yeah, he's like, I can't remember what he said, but something about how, like, like a 20-something years you still can't kick or something shit like that, you know, just, yeah. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because I think when you stop giving a shit, you just say whatever you want, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And, and Bobby Fish is also a pretty badass dude in his own right. So like, He's done some MMA, some yeah. kickboxing. Like, I've known Bobby Fish for many. He's one of those guys, when I first met him in 2010, Mm-hmm. He uh, he had like nothing to prove. Yeah, I mean he'd already been to Japan a few times, and his name was pretty well known on the independents. Like people knew who he was. He hadn't really gotten big time status, but mm-hmm. like hardly like well, let's see what this guy can do. And he, there's never any ego. Yeah, like he's like okay, sure. Like like he he can he knows he can back up anything. Sure. And and anytime it was always funny. Like anytime someone would show up at our school that was like like uh Haston Nichols or you know TMDK. Mm-hmm. And they show up hardly had me wrestle them. Let's see if they can work. Yeah. And he like says it right in front of them. Let's just see if they can work. Yeah. And them knowing that they can work, there was never like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever you want to do. You know, just very, like it was always the guys that were the shits that were like, what, why? What did you need to see me wrestle? Yeah. Because you're probably the, the shits <laughs> and he could spot that right away. So right. It's always just kind of one of those things that's kind of funny. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Bobby Fish. I know just today they announced a new. Um, line of AEW figures and Kyle O'Reilly's got a figure coming out. No Bobby Fish, so clearly they're uh there's probably been on the outs there for a little bit. Do you think um Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly part ways? I mean, I don't know. I mean I know they did in NXT when Bobby Fish was on the outs for a little while. Like part ways like storyline? Yeah. You know, I I mean I think with, with Kyle O'Reilly having neck surgery, that may not be a thing that comes up for a while. Well yeah, because he'll probably be out for a while. I don't know that. I know Cole had that really bad concussion at Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. Now, the rumor is that he might actually show up as the Joker in the casino ladder match, That'd be cool. which, which makes sense. I also, another one I really think could show up is uh, MJF. That would be cool, too. Both, is, the, both those make sense. The winner of that, do they get like a title match? World title match, or is it TNT? I think it's a world title match. Is it? Yeah. My understanding. But um, th- I could see both those things happening. So. I don't know Cole's status as far as health. Yeah. His fiance or girlfriend is there. He fits better in AEW to me. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. I think in the future moving forward, it's going to kind of be a, uh, a, a financial offer. And sure. You know, like what each company is going to offer you as far as, you know, when we mentioned at the top of the show, merchandising, yep. dates, yep. money, and all that stuff is going to have a factor. I mean, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I think AEW is always going to be looked at as number two yep. to some degree. So, but would you rather be the number one guy in the number two brand or mid card guy on the number one brand? I don't know. I mean, it just depends on what you want. Yeah. Which, to be fair, Adam Cole hasn't been that. No, he hasn't there either. You know, he hasn't. I mean? No, 
So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm uh, I'm curious to see it. I I'm I don't know, man. Like I feel like there's a lot of drama in AEW. Some oh, yeah. real, some produced. Yeah. Um, what what did you? I, I didn't even make a topic of this. What did you think about the Ace Steel promo? Uh, getting Punk fired up for the title match. Did you see that? Yeah. What'd you think? That was okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, like it, it didn't really get me excited about the match. I mean, I, I don't really care about the match. <laughs> so, but it didn't work. I know a lot of people seem like they got more excited for it because of that promo. No, because I, I I'm uninvested in this whole thing because of what they did to unify the titles. Like that just took me out of it. Uh, the finger poke of doom. Yeah. So like the promo, like it was a great promo, but like I just don't give a shit about that match. A lot of people said they think it would have been better if they did the match at all out as the unification match. Mm-hmm. Punk loses. In Chicago. Yeah. And then, like, three months, it's like, can't get his footing, can't get his footing. He's depressed. He's hurt. Yeah. And then he gets fired up, and that's when they do the batch of the next pay-per-view. Yeah. And kind of go from there. And I think they sim- seemingly rushed three months of storytelling. Yeah. Do you not agree? Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I just think, because if, w- if he wins this Sunday, it's like they just wanted to. It's like they wanted to do it in Chicago. Well, that, and it's also like a quick way to make him a two-time AEW champion. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Kind of lame. Yeah. What do you, do you like them doing interim champions? I do. But like, I think there, I think there's a better way to handle it. You know, I, I still, am like that match should not have taken place on Dynamite to unify them. Like that's a, that's a big money match. And it also weird that they, they didn't even announce the pay-per-view main event until what, three or four days before. Yeah. And so there's no build. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, granted, I mean, it's CM Punk versus John Moxley, so the build was already there. But, like, I felt like based on the time they had, they did good with from that promo moving forward. Yeah. It did. It's like, okay, this is kind of, I liked Ace getting in his face and slapping him and stuff. I thought that was good. But I get what you're saying of it not being that exciting yeah. to begin with because of what they've already done. Right. I just, yeah, I mean, like, I, I would have rather, because, I mean, Mox's promo was cool about just, like, throwing out an empty contract for anybody to sign, like, it would have been cool if it would have been somebody else. And I'd have been like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? But the fact that, like, it was just a fire-up promo to get a rematch for CM Punk was kind of, like, yeah. There's been a lot of talk of a lot of people not happy with Punk back there. Do you feel like that's justified or legit? Like, what are your, what are your thoughts there? I don't, I don't feel like CM Punk needs to be a champion. Mm-hmm. at all in AEW. I mean, like, I don't I don't know. I've never met Punk, obviously, so, like, I don't know what type of person he is. Uh, he kind of seems like a sarcastic dude, so I could see, like, how he would rub some people the wrong way. But, like, I've also heard, like, he's a really cool dude, too. So, yeah. like, I mean, like... I See, I, I've heard so many... I've heard different takes on everything. I've heard that he's also super helpful to the young guys. Sure. And, and things of that nature. And I feel like if guys are, are good to him, he's good back to them. Right. I don't know, man. It's, it's hard to understand. Like, I think he's just one of those people that he's probably like the, not everybody's cup of tea. And then the Colt Cabana situation, you know, right. Tony Khan says, no, no, no. Punk had nothing to do with Colt going to ROH, but that seems super convenient that that kind of happened. Right. Of course. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. There's just something about that company that I feel like there's a little bit of a divide there. And I think that's because there's like, you know, there's only one guy, you know, uh, steering the ship, but at the same time, it almost feels like there's nobody steering the ship, mm-hmm. you know, because Tony Khan, dude, he's juggling so many things, right? And he's still got like his other commitments, like soccer, and stuff. yeah, yeah. Dude, dude's got his like his uh hand in a lot of these baskets, you know, and so he's, he's a busy guy, so he probably doesn't have a whole lot of time to really handle things like yeah. in, in specifically AEW. Yeah, no, that's probably true. It's just I don't know, man. I uh, I like I want every wrestling company to be successful. I don't think that that's like a logical thing, always. But I I, I do too. But like I, I'm not just gonna like something because of the brand name. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I don't know. I can't I can't get behind something I don't really care for. You know what right. I mean? Especially when like the price tag's fifty dollars. Sure. Well, that was kind of my thoughts with WWE for the longest time. Like I'm not. Yeah. I sit there and just watch it just because. I mean, and I did at times. I watched WrestleMania and sure. SummerSlam and things like that. But it's like, I feel like it's getting better. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's totally 100% like to my liking. I thought SummerSlam was a great show. I think Clash of the Castle will be yep. an interesting thing to see. Okay, does this work? And yep. you know, then the new NXT show, was that good? I mean, I feel like I'm so unplugged on that brand that I don't even... I don't even know any of the guys, you know. Once it hit 2.0, I quit watching. Right. I think a lot of people did, right? It just, it became totally different. Yeah. Which come to find out, according to Shawn Michaels, that's his baby now. It wasn't, it was never Vince and Bruce. (laughs) 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know how much of that I believe either. But like, yeah, that's what he has come out and said. He's like, he's like, no, this is my thing. You think Vince and Bruce have time to deal with that when they're dealing with Raw and SmackDown? He's like, no, this is my thing. No, and I and I, I, like, and I get he's probably running the day to day, but I was like, okay, I mean, it kind of makes sense, but at the same time, like, it yeah, but still looks like Vince and Bruce's product. Sean's not hiring his own roster, right? You know, like he, that was never the thing. He's, right. you know, he's taking what he has and he's playing with his own action figures there, but he's not right. he's not putting it all together like Triple H was. It's yeah. totally different, I think. Yeah, just a thought, but I don't know, man. It's uh, it's interesting. Uh, other other news: Malachi Black. Um, huge fan of this guy when he debuted as Aleister Black, right? Yep. I knew him as Tommy N back then. Yep. Um, he shows up as Aleister Black. To me, he's a surefire home run. Oh, yeah. Didn't expect him to get released in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this guy, like everything about him, his in-ring style, his look, his presentation, this is a home run, 100%. WWE releases him out of nowhere. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. AEW picks him up, not shocking. Yeah. Uh, hasn't done a lot there. Like, I like the group. The House of Black's kind of a cool mm-hmm. group, and they've done some interesting things with, like the Mist and stuff. And Yeah. And Brody King's dope. Like, yeah. Like, he's a guy, I mean, I've always heard the name, but I've never really seen him until AEW. He's he's badass. And Buddy Matthews, obviously, is a great that talent. Guy. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they're a good crew. Malachi Black, from my understanding, has had some back injuries mm-hmm. to the point where I guess he was contemplating retirement at one point. Yep. And um, rumor has it now that he might be asking for his release. That hasn't been confirmed by anyone. Mm-hmm. There's also rumors that Miro was asking for his release. Yeah. This doesn't seem shocking considering they were both pretty well triple h hires right yes and they were i i feel like they were treated very very well by triple h as well and so um i could see them wanting to go back whether or not it's true or not i don't know but you know i mean um to me they will always be wwe guys yeah you know right now they're just wwe guys especially especially miro miro to me is for sure 100 of wwe guy because he he was in wwe like what when was the first time you saw him was 2012 yeah, well, th- probably 13 or 14, yeah. I mean, like, dude was there for a long time. I mean, I time. was in developmental with the guy. Right. You know? So, like, I mean, dude, uh, to me, he's always going to be a WWE guy no matter what. And so uh, with with Malachi Black, I mean, a NXT champion, you know, that's the first time I ever really watched him was NXT. So, like, again, he'll always kind of be a WWE guy to me. So, like, if they if they ever go back, that would be great. But, like, who knows if those rumors are true. Why do you think someone would want to leave other than just creative, maybe? I mean, okay, so we go back to the pay-per-views having a lot of matches. Mm -hmm. Another match that could get scrapped is Sting, Darby, and Miro against the House of Black. Yep. Right? Because it really doesn't have a ton of build. Yep. But it's like, how the hell do you take Sting off a pay-per-view? He's on borrowed time anyway. Yep. And how do you take Malachi Black's crew off the show? Yep. And then Darby's one of their pillars, right? Yep. Miro's a guy. Like, how do you take all those guys off the pay-per-view? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a tough call. I mean, I, when you list all those matches, I'm not sure which one I would take off. You that's know what a, I mean? That's the problem, right? Oh. So, but how many match? Like, is that too many matches? Yes, I think it is. You know, I, I think it goes back to what what I've talked about in the past. Of like, you, you just got too many guys on the roster. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to make cuts. You know, you have to like. I mean, I get not wanting to let Malachi Black go because of the fact that you know you know he's probably going to go to WWE. Sure, but at the same time, like. <coughs> You, same with, well, same with Miro. Right. If you don't have room for them on your roster, let them go. You know, I mean, it's just kind of, it doesn't make, and really, I don't feel like there's any room for them on the WWE roster. Right. But like, if I was the owner of that company, I'd be like, okay, go ahead. Like, you're probably going to be in the same boat there because they already got your spot filled. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just, it's just a weird thing. But right now, I feel like Miro is probably a bigger star than he was when he was Rusev. Yeah. Um, He's done a lot, done pretty well for himself. Yeah, I mean, he looks way better now than he did when he was Rusev. So, I mean, like I don't know. I like the name, the Redeemer. Yeah, I think that's that whole cool. that whole gimmick is just badass. Yeah, I, th- I think he's a great talent. It's just one of those things where it's like, like you said, who, who does WWE pick up? I mean, do they hire back? I mean, at one point they released like a hundred talents. And it's like, and it feels like they've brought back like twenty. Well, I mean, but at the same time, <laughs> hasn't like, been that many, but it feels like it. Isn't it weird though that like someone like Matt Cardona, who didn't really sign with any major promotion, I feel like has done as well as anyone could have, yeah, since leaving. And he's been NWA champion. He's been the GCW champion. He's worked in Impact. Like he's done all this stuff. Yeah, has his own, you know, 
FWF brand that he's doing shows with. So it's wrestled like, Sam Stackhouse. I yeah. Mean, how many people can say that? I can. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, seriously, though, I mean, right. like he's done well for himself by not signing with a major promotion because had he signed long term with AEW, I think it would have probably been a similar thing where he just a just guy, stuck. The, just a guy on the roster like everyone else. Yeah. And I mean, I, I yeah, I, I think uh, and maybe that's something that somebody like Miro should think about if he ever decides to leave Sam and Malachi Black. I mean, like maybe go to NWA for a little bit. Maybe, you know, go to MLW, you know, hit different places and leave. Yeah. Yeah. Do what they did back in the territory days. See, I almost, this is a weird thing, but I used to think that's why NXT was good because guys would come in, they would get a push, they'd become the champion, then they would leave. Yep. They'd go to the main roster. Yeah. Because at a certain point, I think once it got stale is when Gargano and Champa never left. Yeah. That's when I felt like it was like it started to get stale because it's like, okay, now what? Yeah. And I think, and that was because if I remember right, Gargano and Champa kind of had reservations about going to the main roster, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're like, okay, you can just hang out here. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it kind of got stale after that. Because, I mean, but at the same time, like, Nakamura was top guy. He leaves. Yep. Bobby Roode's top guy. He leaves. Yep. Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, all of them. Yep. They kind of did the same run. They would leave, and then eventually, you know, a new guy steps into that spot. Yeah. So I don't know if that's the the right call necessarily, but it does it does refresh in your brand. Absolutely. And that's that with them only doing five matches per five to six matches per show, it kept that roster yeah. fresh a lot. So there's something to be said about that. Absolutely. Um we got some uh we got some toy talk. Why do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go, open the box. It's the part of the show we'll break your remain do a bit of toy talk. All right, so uh, a little bit of toy talk. Power Town. We've talked about these um, for a little bit here. Um, this new company that's starting up with these Legends figures, right? Yeah. Uh, six Legends in Wave 1. We're going to have Kerry Von Erich, Magnum TA, Luthez, which I think is his first ever figure, which is kind of weird. Vern yeah. Gagne might be his first one as well. Stan Hansen and now Bruiser Brody round out Series 1. I showed you the packaging. We've seen the renders. Before we get into our news, what are your thoughts on this whole line of Power Town? I think they all look great. Uh, you know, I'm excited about the Brody figure. You know, I think mm-hmm. that'll be really cool. Yeah, Brody and Hanson were kind of like the main ones I was wanting to get because that's what they looked as. That I mean, we haven't really had a figure of either of those guys in that scale, so I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah. They look great. The box looks great. Uh, the guy kind of heading, heading it up, Steve Rosenthal, did an interview with the Major Pot a while back where he said prices will be comparable. So when you hear comparable, what do you think? I mean, when you think about that scale, you know, you think elites, you think, uh, you know, the jazz wares. Yeah. AEW line. So, I mean, yeah, about 25. So they announced today pre-orders will go live September the 16th. Mm-hmm. So this month and the orders will be fulfilled through high spots, which is kind of cool because I think people know that they can trust that as a bigger company yep. wrestling merch. Figures will be $45 with bundles available, he said. Now, does bundles mean cheaper? Don't know. But that's what he had said. Um, this is kind of where I thought they would land yep. in, that, in that number. But, man, that's a lot of money. Too much. For one figure, right? Too much. I bet you uh, Luthez is probably going to be sitting on the shelf, the uh, virtual shelf, since it'll be online. But, you know, I figured, you know, people will still probably buy Brody and Hanson. Vern Gagne, I think, was set, too. Yep. I don't think these will sell out. That's my thought. Yep. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I think Brody and Hanson might. Yeah. I think Brody will probably have the best chance of, of doing that because people want that one. But, yep. I mean, you know, Magnum TA is cool. Carrie Von Erich is cool. Like, mm-hmm. I, I told people, I was like, I might buy those four if they're, like, 30 to 35. Yeah. 45 is a lot more per figure. Yeah. So and that's just a thirty a thirty dollar price tag for what you're getting. I feel like is doable. Yeah, you know, but like when you when you start hitting that forty forty five and it's essentially just a, an elite with you know somebody else's face on it. You know, it's like eh, I don't really need it. It's a lot of money. Um, the thing about collecting is I feel like at this point, it, it's it's weird when things kind of get up in popularity. It's like prices can go up. Mm-hmm. I feel like Funko had that rise and kind of eventual fall where. 
people aren't going nuts about them anymore. And yeah. maybe I'm wrong because I'm out of the game. But uh, do you yeah, not agree? Yeah, I mean, I still see every now and then. Like, I know uh, GBM went and got, I think it was GBM. He went and got, you know, one of the old CM Punk ones or something like that. And he was like. That know, I get because it's a classic. Sure. But, like, you know, I'm not I'm not clamoring. Like, I, I just saw, randomly saw, like, I feel like about a month or so ago, some new WWE pops. And I'm like. I saw the NWO the other day. and Yeah, I'm like, okay. Like, yeah. Don't really care. You know, I mean, it's they look cool, but like not going to buy them. Well, I remember a while back I was at a Walmart. And I told the story, but I saw some of the Marvel zombies. Mm-hmm. Funko Pops. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Kind of a subline of a, of a line. You sure. Know? And, I, you know, for Halloween decoration, I know you're big into that type of stuff. So like, that's kind of cool. I look on the back. There's four pops listed. Yeah, that's doable. They're nine bucks a piece at Walmart. You know, mm-hmm. not too much. Do a little bit of Googling. Oh, there was also an exclusive to New York Comic Con. Yep. It was Magneto. How much is he going for? 50 bucks. Yeah. There's an exclusive in the uh, Amazon crate. There's, you know, there's this exclusive, that exclusive, a hot topic exclusive to the point where I'm like, all right, I'm out before I'm in, you know, it's not even, it's not even worth to try to to try to do that because of how much money you're going to eventually spend. Yep. And I feel like collecting that's happening more and more across more lines where companies are starting to charge more for everything. Yeah. And, you know, I, I look at like NECA and Super Seven as kind of big culprits in that of like they're charging so much and people are paying it. Yep. It's going to eventually collapse that whole that whole that whole style, right? I mean, it's just too much. You can't just dive into this. Well, especially when you're not really offering much. You know what I mean? Like, I I mean, I know I know there was like a the thing of like um, uh, Bruiser Brody. Uh, he. He had the jacket, if I remember right. He has the jacket. He has the chain. He's got the title belt. Mm-hmm. A couple extra hands, I think. But, like, I mean. And Hanson's got the chaps and the vest and the hats and the cowbell. Yeah, but I feel like for a $45 price tag, I feel like there should probably be more than just that, you know. I know when you're independent. So the guy, Sal from Rush Collectibles, told us this. He said when you're when you make these parts, they need a steel mold to mm-hmm. do it. And he said those molds to get made cost about ten thousand dollars. Yeah. So you're essentially your investment's about that per figure piece, right? Yeah. Now the difference is a lot of these figures probably have the same like torso and legs and arms and mm-hmm. different heads and things of that nature. But more or less you can get away with like that's kind of why the retros were all the same bodies, right? Like sure. It was you know other than like earthquake or whatever, yeah. Right, because like you don't need to change everything it's all the same all the same shit so i get that there's money there and as an independent toy company you're not making as many units as a mattel or a hasbro so you have to charge more Mm -hmm. i do get that i know their packaging is really nice looking yep but i don't know another thing like are you getting these signed because a lot of these guys have passed away so right i don't know i mean maybe that's my thought i guess i like i do like the packaging it has that neck of feel but at the same time i mean like the the ninja turtle you know, universal monsters are 40 bucks. So maybe it's not that off. I don't know. Yeah. And, and that's, that's another thing to factor in too, because I mean, these, these aren't necessarily action figures or collectibles. So it's like, I, I mean, I somewhat get the price tag, but for somebody like me, like I just, it's hard. It's a hard jumping off point, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, like I don't, I don't need the figures that much. The only, the only reason why now, you know, and you mentioned a little bit earlier, the only reason now that I would ever buy an action figure period is for like the holidays for like Halloween or Christmas. Like I'm, I'm pretty much out of the figure game, right? Like I can appreciate them. I think they look cool, but like, I, like I'm not going to dip into my wallet for 30, 40 bucks for one of these figures. I'm just right. not. It is a lot. And, and that's, and I think that's sometimes part of the problem is it's six figures, right? And yeah. so if you want to be a completionist, I don't know what 45 times six is, but it's a lot of money. It's you a got, lot. I got tax and shipping on it, so you're probably looking at a neighborhood of $300, I'd say. Yeah. And it's a lot. Of, it's a big investment if you want to get all six. So it's a lot of money. And then I, I have also heard um, Steve Hoker mention this, that um, he that they, they might be doing a muscle-type figure, which is more like a one-inch solid color. That'd be badass. Now... Does that hit you a little bit more like, ooh, okay, that would be fun. Obviously, there's no detail yep. or anything like that, but probably a cheaper price point. Maybe, say, 20 bucks, but you get six minifigures. 
Yeah. That's not as bad, right? No, but like, I mean, I, I still wouldn't buy it. You know, I mean? it's, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right. It's just, yeah. I mean, they're just little goofy little toys. I mean, like, I don't know if you remember this, but like just a few months ago, I showed you the Oklahoma muscle figures. Yeah. I don't even remember where those were from, but I remember you sending them to yeah, me. Yeah. I can't remember exactly the name of the store, but like, yeah, it was like a little muscle figures, but they were like Oklahoma characters. And so I was like, that's really cool. But like, but you don't need them. I didn't leave the store with them, you know. But it's a fun like it stops you and you're like, yeah, oh, let me take a picture. Right. You know? Let me look at these. You know, yeah. they're cool. But yeah, that's that's about as far as it goes. Well, th- and I think that's the whole thing with collecting is like you just have to kind of like I know I bought that Franken Raft because I thought that was oh that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And now those other figures are starting to hit. I'm kind of like, eh. yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't need these. Like yeah. it just it's one of those things where I'm like that's cool, but it's not that cool. Right. I guess I don't know. Um, things hit differently. I don't know. Um. Rush Collectibles, I do know, is showing a lot more of the ECW-style figures, and I know they plan to do more of the monsters. That Their figures so far have been priced at 25 which I feel like that's more reasonable. Very reasonable. Where it's not like, is it a lot for a retro? Sure, but it's also an independent company, so I give them a little bit more leeway. But yeah, and I'm and that, that's just it. Like it's like I understand why they're a little bit pricier because it's not you know mass produced in, in with Mattel or Jazzwares or anything right. like that. So I I totally get why they are a little bit more expensive. But yeah, I think twenty five is a lot more doable, and especially like you know we talked last week about how the dude at Rush is like going out of the box you know he's yeah. he's not just like strictly doing wrestlers you know i yeah. i think that's to me is what make it kind of sets him apart from a lot of the other guys is the fact that like we're gonna see a frankenstein you know what i mean like that shit's cool as shit to me does that hit you harder than them doing a wrestling figure big time isn't that weird though it's like we're doing a frankenstein in a wrestling figure how scale but how that's many wrestling how, figures do you need you don't i yeah. mean like, you, a lot of these you don't need so Frankenstein, Dracula. I think they've shown off Nosferatu. He kind of teased the mummy, and I can't, I I mean, can't wait for him. I think it's awesome, right? Yeah. I don't know if I would buy all of them, but there's some of those that I would probably definitely buy. I think it's cool because it's totally different, and like you said, mm-hmm. it's outside the box. And I yeah. hope, personally, I hope he does other lines like this more than just monsters, like yeah, something else. Kind of get a license that's completely different. And, Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they do well, and I hope that monsters ring happens because I think that idea sounds amazing. Also, you know, just throwing this out there, he could get a freakazoid. Well, that actually would be an interesting <laughs> one, right? Right. I mean, I guess you I'd buy it. Get, you have to go through uh, WB, right? Yeah, I mean, you have I think to get that, the licensing from them. Well, I think he already said he already did a pitch with Warner Brothers, and yeah, they said no. Well, it was for their like movie villains and like i guess they're oh, they're wanting a lot of money or something like that weren't they i think he told me they wanted like a what is it, like a million dollar guarantee or something God. I was like ooh, that ain't happening like small independent company you know right. come on but yeah but i mean freakazoid's so unknown though maybe it might be cheaper <laughs> they might not realize they have that i that ip you right know? like who <laughs> that would be kind of funny uh well anything else you want to add before we get out of here man yeah, let's just plug it up of course, we're going to throw it out to our podcasting buddies like the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Check them out every Sunday and Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Yes. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry. Check them out. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. The Ringside Rant with RJ. The Leisure and Lariats Podcast with our buddy Ruthless Ryan Davidson. In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan talking all things NASCAR. Oh, yeah. So Ethan hit me up. He, t- he told me he's a little upset that uh, Travis didn't ask Sal from Rush Collectibles about an S.A. Rios figure. And I'm like, I don't even think that even hit. Thanks a lot, Travis. Yeah, I mean, wow, Travis is always pissing people that, off. But That would have been like the first question I asked is where's the S.A. Rios? I'm sure it was. Yeah, that would, would have been. You and Ethan. Yeah, I mean. No, I think he actually is super toyetic. I'm actually kind of surprised there hasn't at least been a Poppy Chulo somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd be all about it. I think it'd be fun. Um, well, I think uh, give us that in the old school leader. Yeah, Cello's doing Gilbert. That's pretty cool as a, as the bone cruncher. So hey, you never know. Yeah, be uh, all about that, it. That's who. That's who he won the light heavyweight title from. Was we, Gilbert. We we know that Ethan would buy it. Absolutely. Uh, Boots to the face with Marty and Rucker. Check them out. Tales from the estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife Caitlin. See that he found that new uh, little Debbie pumpkin delight I ice cream. Did yeah, I've, yeah. He found that a. Uh, so I, I saw that he posted the actual pumpkin delights, and then I picked some of those up. They're so good. I, I've never had them. I almost oh a, I, get the hell out, I, dude. I'm, I'm I know you're not a pumpkin. Guy, I'm trying to no. It's not that. I'm just I'm trying to lose weight like really bad. I have a doctor's appointment like on Thursday, 
And so I'm trying to eat super clean because she just like tears me down every time I come in there and I'm still fat. And so like, <laughs> like you, like we're all aware of our body weights. She you know? just, she just makes me feel like shit. That's probably not time. good bedside manner. And so like, you know, no, she's always sweet about it, but she's like, we just, we got to figure out why you're not losing weight. You know, <laughs> it's like, and you probably, it's know, because right? I eat cheeseburgers lady. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> But yeah, so like, so I, I saw them at, actually at the store. And I almost got some, but I didn't. But then I saw somebody had posted the ice cream under him to like let him know, like, hey, they got ice cream in this too. So, um, yeah, hopefully it was good. Did he say? He said it was life changing. I think is the words he used. Life changing. I think that's right. Okay. Or no, he said game changer. That's what it was. So is it like a pumpkin spice ice cream? Basically? I imagine. Yeah. So the cookie is kind of like, a, um. It's like a. It looks like a pumpkin, but it's like pumpkin spice and like maybe like a gingerbread on the outside. Well, I was trying to see what. It, I mean, I could be wrong, but that's kind of what it feels like. Just to me. from the photo, I've never had them before, but just from the photo, it almost looks like there's like a jelly in the pumpkin eyes. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like a filling in the cookie, okay. kind of. Yeah, they, they look good. That's the pumpkin. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, fantastic. I'm a pumpkin guy though, so anything pumpkin, I'm all about. I am too. I'm a basic bitch when it comes to being like fall time. Like, give me pumpkin spice everything. So I thought you didn't even like pumpkin pie. I don't, but like pumpkin spice is great. You don't like pumpkin pie? No, really. I mean, it's okay. Like I'll eat it, but like okay. we're like, about to have some issues here. Like when when I have a choice, if you put a pumpkin or a pecan pie in oh, front okay, of my that's face, that's what it was. You I'm going to eat the pecan I'm going to eat the pecan pie. I'll eat the whole damn pecan pie. See, I'm not a pecan pie guy. I love me. I love the crunch of those nuts. <laughs> God dang. <laughs> Good Lord. That sweet filling. Yeah. Yum. And then crunchy nuts. Yep. Yeah. I know that feeling. Uh, also check out Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew. Trivia with Buds with the one and only Ryan Buds. Howling with the Wolf with our pal Jason Wolf. And of course, don't forget all the cool things he's got going on in his chop shop. Absolutely. Uh, pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at a chair shot. And then, of course, Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast. Uh, check out our other podcast. You know it's fake, right? With me every Monday and a special guest. Mm-hmm. Um, TV toy cast every Thursday. And then of course, no holds barred with Bill Benis, which is currently on sabbatical, but I bet you, I bet you he's wanting to come back for a Halloween special or two. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't even want to talk to the guy. You seem, you seem very angry. I thought time heals all wounds. <sighs> no, not when, not when it's like, you know, I mean, we've, we, him and I've done this podcast off and on since like, I mean, or a variation of this podcast since what, 2017. No, oh, yeah. Like 2016? Like, I don't, dude, like, I'm You're missing so, him a little bit, so aren't you? done with that guy. Pulling on the heartstrings. So done with that I guy. I will say, the second he left your life, you got a shitload of music done. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like I have my life back when he's not here. And, you know, the the thing about it, it's like I always see tweets like, oh, I miss Bill Benis. Oh, Bill, bring back Bill. Like, ugh. But geez, tell us how you Yuck. really feel. Yuck. Yeah, I get it. I dude, get it. Dude, stinks. Literally stinks. I don't think he baths. I don't even know if he has running water in his place. Well, let him use your shower. I will not. He lives in parts unknown. Spray him down with a hose. hose Might him have down. to. Might have to. Hose him down. Yeah. But yeah, who knows? Maybe maybe he shows back up at some point. Uh, also, you can check out all of Bane's music over on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your tunes, yep. uh, including um, Long Live a Hero's Fable, which has been out about a month now. Yep. Last rap album. Yep. And then the new album, which comes out, what, in a week or two, I think? September 16th. Yeah. Same day that hey, people can get your album and pre-order Power Town figures if they so desire. Hell yeah. Um, it's the Spine and the Veal, is that right? Spine and the Veil. Spine and the Veil. Yep. Yep. It's, uh, it's going to be out 16th. It's going to be good stuff. Um, you can pre-order now, get a, an exclusive song a little yep. bit early. Or, or pre-save if you don't want to actually buy it, you know, pre-save it on Apple Music. But yeah, it's definitely there for the Spotify users. It will be available on the 16th. So I'm sorry. Like, app, they just treat Apple better than Spotify for some reason. Sorry about that. Um, sorry about your damn luck. Yeah, but um, I, I'm excited for people to hear it. I'm, I'm excited to hear feedback. Uh, You're more nervous about this because it's a bit more out of your wheelhouse. I guess it. I guess it technically isn't. It's just done music like this but yeah it's, it's just the first album in this style yeah i mean it's it's just a different venture for me as far as music goes and so i mean like you kind of kind of fall into your pocket you know with certain things and then when you branch out a little bit get out of your comfort zone it's, sure. a, it's a little bit different absolutely so I, i've never been you know worried about feedback w when it comes to rap but like 
not not worried but like more anxious about about feedback you know on this album so i'm excited to see what people think absolutely so check it out september the 16th pre-order now also uh check out uh outsiders beard co if you got a beard or know someone has a beard get you some beard balm or beard oil or i believe you have a new product on the horizon yeah which i mean the candles have been there but i got i'm i'm doing some uh halloween candles this year. that's right yeah so um which is something i probably should have done last year but i just never did um and actually these are going to be a little bit late to the game as i know most everybody already has halloween stuff out but um it's still early september i think that's fair yeah and these these have to cure a little bit you know um like it takes about two weeks for them to cure and actually be ready to sell so it'll be about mid-september by the time these are actually available but yeah i got um candy corn that i'm doing uh which those smell really good oh yeah I love um, candy corn. do you like candy corn like do you like eating it love can- it makes me sick but i love it what about those pumpkins you like those pumpkins those are better like, yeah i like those better yeah they taste the same but for some reason i like those better it's like the same same concept of of like uh reese's peanut butter cups versus like the pumpkin peanut butter cups it's oh, yeah. like so much better for some reason yeah but anyway um yeah i got that coming uh i'm gonna do uh this fragrance called bat tooth which um uh is really good and then i have um i'm gonna do the candle version of candle jack which Very i know nice. i know a lot of people like that that's basically like pumpkin spice and sugar cookie and Ooh, yummy, yummy, that's yummy. lots of good shit so i'm excited about it absolutely so check that out at outsiders beard co and all of our t-shirts are available at pro wrestling tees.com forward slash brian breaker bbph.redbubble.com and whatamaneuver.net yes anything else man that's it thank you guys for checking out breaker and bane's power hour i'm brian breaker i'm bane we'll see you guys in seven days peace easy yeah One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up, cause this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back at my feet. Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover. I'm super fly, so I can splash off the top. And I can shut down the shop. Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop. And I'm always gonna rise to the top. People's champ like the rock. I do not give a fuck, so let that shit drop. Man, I'm so over. Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.